three, protect the pilot. You are the Apex Champions. Going dog. Welcome back to the Good Games Podcast, your monthly gaming podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It is going really well. It's been more than a minute mm-hmm. since uh, we've uh, hit record on one of these, but really excited to get back into it. You know, we we love Apex, the main show, third party, mm-hmm. love it to death, uh, continuing that. Uh, but it's always nice to kind of get a breath of fresh air and talk about another game. Yeah, it, it really is. Not, I, we've played so many other games lately as well. Like it's definitely picked up for us. And so we're excited to kind of put some more effort back into this show. Um, we got a good episode though today. We're going to be obviously reading some five-star reviews. We're going to be talking about Titanfall, demanded by not only ourselves, but a lot of fans. Uh, we're going to start doing some gaming news as well. We're going to talk about what's going on in the gaming universe uh, and continue our selling a game segment at the very end of the show. But really, yeah, like Henry said, it's a podcast for us to talk about our favorite games, have a good time, uh, and really hopefully interact with you guys uh, in general, though, from a scheduling perspective, you know, obviously we took a big break coming back now. Um, we're going to be releasing on a monthly consistent basis. Uh, we have a bunch of good games lined up right now. If you have any ideas, though, please leave a five star review with your suggestion. We'll take a look at it, look into it. If we get a strong amount of listenerships um, and you all continue to enjoy this show and grow this show, we'll start to potentially ramp up the number of episodes. But really, like Henry said, with our other podcast, if you don't know us from there, uh, we do a weekly show on Apex Legends, and that takes up a bunch of our time, and we're back in school right now, and both potentially working as well in the near future, and so we just have a lot going on, and so as much as we love this show, it it by default takes a little bit of a back burner, but we're definitely going to start guaranteeing one episode a month, and hopefully you guys support it enough that we can do more. Let's dive into some five-star reviews. First review is coming from Hooper Move 4. Again, another awesome podcast. I came from the third party podcast, and this is another great pod to listen to, especially when waiting for the next episode for the third party. What are your thoughts on Red Dead Redemption 2 or No Man's Sky? Kind of a fanboy of those games. Thanks for the great content, and I hope to join the Patreon soon. Awesome, Hopper. Maybe maybe we'll get a good games Patreon rolling someday for some bonus episodes. That could be a that could be a lofty goal of ours. In terms of thoughts on those games, though, Red Dead 2, I'm a big fan. Uh, those graphics blow me away still anytime I load up that game. I never actually bought it. I got it in Game Pass, I think, when it was free and played a lot of it. I honestly don't even know if I finished it. I really, like, I, I started playing it during a time when we were playing so much Apex. I just didn't have a whole bunch of time for that one. Yeah, I haven't really had a chance to mess around too much with Red Dead uh, Redemption 2. Did play a lot of 1 and really enjoyed it. So, you know, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel like I have time for all these good games. That's so the problem. you have to carve mm-hmm. out the time. And it's hard, uh, you know, when you're grinding a game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just limited to like a multiplayer game like Apex. Because right now... We're grinding a kind of a city builder. Mm-hmm. And so you really mm-hmm. just got to be careful with your time. Like, and you got to try all these games. For sure. Next review coming from that 12-year-old. Best podcast. Love this podcast. I came from the third party. Can you do one of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I will tell you that 100%. It is on our list. We'll see when it gets uh, expedited to the front, though, because like Henry was just saying, that's one where we're going to have to grind some serious time and so we can then play the game. 
but I'm excited for it eventually. It's a really fun show to talk about, no doubt. It absolutely is. As you said, it's on the list. Lots of games are on the list. Uh, and, you know, if we can get a solid amount of people to like this show, then, yeah, we're definitely going to put in the effort to take this show to the third party level. Definitely. You know, there's more gaming people than there's third party Apex people. So if we can reach them, we will record it. Definitely. Now let's dive into some news. So anybody that doesn't know, News segment, we do it on our third-party podcast every week. Talk about the latest news in Apex Legends. We are going to now do a news segment for the Good Games Pod because uh, we kind of said we're doing one a month, so we're going to do some long-form episodes. Like We don't know how long this will run today, uh, but we really just want to cover everything we want to talk about in gaming. And so big piece of news that came out this month, and actually pretty recently, it was announced that all future Star Wars games are going to fall under the Lucasfilm Games umbrella. And the studio also revealed a pair of upcoming games with Lucasfilm Roots, an open-world Star Wars title developed by Ubisoft, and an Indiana Jones game from publishing powerhouse Bethesda. So much to unpack here. Let's start with, obviously, the big one, Star Wars. What are your first thoughts here and that kind of thing? This is huge news. You know, it's, you know, the end of the exclusivity deal with EA, Mm -hmm. so now Star Wars is kind of open. Uh, to kind of some new developers and Ubisoft really excites me about Mm -hmm. this. You know, Ubisoft has a ton of experience uh, doing open world games, you know, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. They really are Tom Clancy, like the leaders Mm -hmm. in the industry in that. Um, So I think there's great potential for a really fantastic game. Uh, Most likely the biggest point of discussion will be the time period that this Star Wars title is going to be. And so, yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. I know, well, like I, I, the first thing I'll throw in before we talk time period is this game is now being headed by the person responsible for heading the development of the crew and the division. So those are kind of like the two games that I think we'll see some inspiration from at some point, potentially in some sort of mechanics. But obviously they're hiring a full new team to do this as well. And this project's obviously ways away from being released. But yeah, focusing on the Star Wars time period, because Henry and I talk Star Wars all the time. And Star Wars is so different, depending on what time period you're looking at. I've heard rumors and a lot of people theorizing that we're getting a lot of stuff from the High Republic, which is kind of like the prime time and the Jedi Order. It's everything's great. Uh, This is, you know, before even the prequels are set by a couple hundred years or so. And that is the rumor because that leaves the door open for people to write and discover uh, new characters and rather than having to build around what's already been established during the time period that we're also used to with the movies. Yeah, I I think that's very exciting too, you know, as a, as a nerd of the series and Mm -hmm. the franchise, like I'm into that kind of back in the heyday of the Jedi mm-hmm. and this whole like old Republic kind of vibe. I just have serious uh, hesitation that you're going to purchase the Star Wars IP and not capitalize on any of the movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just feel like if you do do that, then you're only going to get the people that watch crazy YouTube videos and read books. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're probably going to go for one of the three sets of movies and mm-hmm. be within that space or potentially in between them. 
but not before and probably not after. I mean, but do look at what some of the most successful Star Wars games of all time are. Like those older games. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Old, old Republic, based mm-hmm. in the Old Republic. And those are some of the most beloved Star Wars games. And our latest, you know, most success story, Jedi Fallen Order, takes place during those movies, but introduced a full new line of character and everything and really had very little relation to the actual storyline whatsoever. So I think there's a roadmap there for them to say, we can have success telling a unique Star Wars story if that's the path we want to go. I would obviously love, like we've talked and talked and talked about this so much, but Clone Wars is my favorite time in the Star Wars universe. Being a clone in any way, shape or form would be so cool to me, uh, even though we're probably going to end up as Jedi with some lightsabers because you don't do Star Wars and not do Jedi. Like it's yet to be done effectively. Otherwise, Um, the thing we've kind of talked about wanting about this game, though, is very high levels of customization would be so cool. Like if there was a way to say, I'm going to balance the game in a way where I can choose my character kind of like destiny in a class perspective of like, I want to be a Jedi. I want to be a Mandalorian. I want to be a bounty hunter uh, in some other way and have those guns balanced in ways, but still fair and see if there is a way to make that work. So people can look however they want in the Star Wars universe, which is, very different you can look however you want and play it with whatever characters their heart desires yeah absolutely you know you have to you have to ask for something good mm-hmm. and you have to kind of balance those expectations um of what you want out of a game um i just think in the last five years there's been a lot of new star wars content out there yeah and so there's no shortage on things that you can either capitalize from a marketing standpoint uh but also just a story standpoint, there's a lot of new content since the game, Star Wars, The Old Republic. And so it's not you slowing down that, either. Yeah, and like, we have a path, mm-hmm. we have a paved road for the next few years on Apex content, or not Apex content, Star Wars content. It's always on the mind. Pretty much. <laughs> um, that you have a lot to work with. And so I'm excited. You know, my hope would be you do a Mandalorian open world game. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool. Like I, as much as I like the Star Wars thing, I think the Fallen Order did a really good job with that. Like mm-hmm. if that's what you want, I think they did a really nice job. Wasn't open world, so a totally different game. But story wise, I'd like to explore something else. I just writing a new Jedi like they did in that game. So we're looking forward to it. We'll definitely keep our, our fingers on the pulse. It's also interesting because it's like you keep introducing these Jedi through games and TV shows that are alive after the the great purge of order 66. Mm-hmm. At what point do you introduce so many where you're like, uh, why didn't these guys ever uh, get together or figure some stuff out and, uh, you know, cause some chaos. So I think there's a good point in making that. It would be really fun. And I, I, to do something else like I, and I grew up a Mandalorian fan. So like I, absolutely would adore doing that and you still get the lightsaber vibes if you have a quest for the dark saber at some point in there or whatever so there's a lot of ways to go anything else on star wars though before we move on i think that's it there's not a lot to you know talk about it's all open mm-hmm, right now so mm-hmm. we can just go all day we could go about all day theories, mm-hmm. so i think that's a good clap cap to it yeah i mean it, it, it comes as no coincidence that Ubisoft is developing a open world Star Wars game right after we said we want a Star Wars game that is like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. 
So obviously they're good games Interesting. listeners. Interesting. And taking some inspo, yeah. Uh, besides that, though, uh, Lucasfilm Games also announced uh, Indiana Jones game, and that's going to be coming from Bethesda. That is going to be exciting and in the shadow of the Star Wars title, I think, for the n- near news cycle, at least. Are you a big Indiana Jones fan? We haven't talked about this much, honestly. I, growing up, I really was. Mm-hmm. I really liked the Indiana Jones movies. Um, when the fourth one came out, um, I kind of <laughs> liked it, but public opinion was so negative around yeah. that. I felt mm-hmm. like people were kind of just like, oh, they're beating this IP to death with all these new revivals and maybe Harrison Ford yep. is too old. Why are they continuing um, to bring back Harrison Ford over and over and over again? Yeah. So, you know, I understand it's, it's a valuable franchise. I just am interested that there's enough kids that would be willing to to buy this game it'll be interesting like, like how do they market it is it yeah. towards like a new audience that hasn't really seen indiana jones i also did hear a rumor though that he's coming back for another one yeah and they're doing another movie yeah and so that release might coincide you know unsurprisingly so great marketing makes a lot of sense we love it here i like well how you phrased this though when i first brought it up to you and that you said oh it's it's uncharted for the xbox is like how it might play out and I love Uncharted on PlayStation. I'm an Xbox guy, though, and so I would love to have that kind of title available on Xbox. I think that'd be a really good way to add to the Xbox exclusive album in a way. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a nice genre that I think is kind of missing uh, on the Xbox side, so I think it could be cool. Let's do it. Let's talk about Titanfall, the GOAT game. Big statement, but it's true. You got to start bold. You know, I, I don't know. I think there's going to be some mixed opinions on this game. Um, I don't know how far we'll go into kind of uh, the business side of what happened with Titanfall yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of why you may feel the way you do about it. Um, but it's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody got a chance to play it in its heyday um, for some kind of strategic reasons. Um, we might get into it more, but I think first let's just talk about the game and what it is let's tell people we are talking about one and two so we're we're gonna combine them and kind of talk about them together even though there are some differences which we may talk about at some points but for the most part we're talking about titanfall one and two and honestly our memories are going to lean more towards titanfall two when we're discussing this absolutely so the titanfall series in its entirety is a very fast-paced first-person shooter that adds in the mechanic of fighting in a titan or large mechs. Mm -hmm. This series was developed by Respawn Entertainment with the co-founder's goals being to create a Call of Duty-style franchise, a long-term kind of thing. The game was published by EA, and the original Titanfall was developed and made as an Xbox-exclusive title. This was later changed, and the game was made universal, as well as its sequel, Titanfall 2. Respawn Entertainment fans know Titanfall as the game that brought fame to the company and there is still an active player base on both games to this day. Now Titanfall 3 is a game that has been in high demand from a lot of fans and was in development at Respawn. This game ended up spinning off into Apex Legends, a game not only that we love uh, but has given rise to more popularity than either of the Titanfall games. It is an absolute fantastic IPA. Like in of itself and titanfall is just it, it's a fast paced addictive shooter and you know we can talk about if the fast pace is potentially part of the downfall of the game and in part but really this 
universe and this team at Respawn developed something that at least Henry and I look at as really special and really good. It's one of our favorite games of all time and easily stands in the top three for me at least. Yeah, it is one of my absolute most favorite games. And I guess to just because I mentioned it, I don't want to forget and I don't want to leave people hanging. Totally just kind of what happened with uh, this game. Essentially, you had Titanfall 1 came out. It was a good success. It showed that you could uh, pull a little bit of a player base away from Call of Duty and Battlefield. Mm-hmm. And so you have Activision Blizzard on the Call of Duty side dominating the market. You have... going to break my heart. And then you have EA (laughs) with Battlefield. And they both kind of are in this modern shooter kind of world. Mm -hmm. Halo exists kind of in a bubble at this point in the shooter multiplayer standpoint. Titanfall comes in and kind of excites everybody with this mech side-by-side to person on the ground. Crazy person on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, it actually works. And so that really shocks people. People get excited about uh, the game. EA then acquires Respawn Entertainment in order to pull market share away from Call of Duty. So they release Titanfall 2 at the same time as Call of Duty. And really, that wasn't the best way to elevate Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a strategic move in order to help EA as a whole do better against Activision. And so Titanfall 2 in some ways didn't get the attention it deserved, didn't get the marketing it deserved uh, because kind of the point was to support the Battlefield franchise, not necessarily support this new game. So a lot of people uh, maybe haven't even played this game or when it came out didn't really know about it because it wasn't, even though it was owned by EA, it wasn't brought to its full potential. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. And it's disappointing as huge fans of the industry and this game particularly to hear that kind of stuff. But it's really what happened, unfortunately. And it's one of the reasons of many that people have a lot of issues with EA as a company. And maybe that'll be an episode someday and really breaking that down. But that would get a little messy, I think. (laughs) Let's now talk about the Titanfall story. Okay, so getting an overarching idea here. Uh, The central conflict between the Titanfall series is the Frontier War. The Frontier is a large group of planets deep in the solar system that were originally colonized by the IMC, which is the Interstellar Manufacturing Corporation. The IMC was formerly known as Hammond Robotics, which was a corporation on Earth that funded exploration into colonies around the solar system to get resources from these worlds. The IMC colonized the Frontier but had to return back to Earth because of a war back home and they left the colonists who ended up creating a thriving civilization over the decades after they left. And then when the IMC returned to claim their land, the colonists refused to hand over these colonies, which led to a war between the frontier militia and the IMC for decades. And the war war really revolved around pilots who are kind of like the best of the best soldiers and their use of the titans in battle. We'll talk more about the titans a bit later. But really, that's the story. And if you hear some familiar things, if you're an Apex fan, that's because there's a lot of things from this game that are incorporated into Apex Legends, which is one of the reasons we enjoy Apex Legends and the lore behind that game so, so much because of the story. Yeah, I I think this story is written so well. Like the premise of this Mm -hmm. war makes a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Both sides have total ground to stand on. you know, the tech and the space that it's in is very exciting. Um, the fact that Earth is still, you know, 
a part of this, I think, helps to kind of uh, bring you in. It's not so far science fiction, mm-hmm. you know, like we have SpaceX. It's kind of one step removed from the IMC. So mm-hmm. it's like it has a lot of relatability. Um, and I think the story is really well told in this game through not only the visuals and we'll talk about the campaign, but also just kind of the premise, the universe that it's in. Yeah. Speaking of the campaign, let's talk about that now. Uh, the first Titanfall and Titanfall 2 had you know two very different campaign styles, which is actually kind of one of the major big differences between the games. Uh, the first Titanfall had nine missions, which were essentially these multiplayer matches with a specific game mode on a certain map. And then by completing missions, you unlocked achievements and Titans, and then you followed with a little bit of a storyline, but it wasn't really anything crazy. You weren't really establishing an in-depth universe or anything uh, super special, I think was kind of the way we looked at that first campaign. Titanfall 2, though, on the other hand, introduced a full-fledged campaign that follows the linear story of Jack Cooper and his Titan BT-7274 in our intro, if you know, because he's the best. Uh, And then those are the main characters. You embark on nine missions, each furthering the storyline and have the options to be really completed in just like a multitude of ways and kind of gives you the freedom. And that's one thing that a lot of people seem to enjoy. Uh, In the single player campaign, you are Jack Cooper and you're really the Jack Cooper is a lowly rifleman from the frontier militia. And he's sent to the alien planet of Typhoon as part of an assault on the planet by the militia who must join his former mentor, Captain Ty Lastissimo's Titan named BT-7274 to foil the IMC's plans of interstellar domination. Throughout this campaign, though, you meet a bunch of apex predators who serve as antagonists, such as Cuban Blisk and Ash. Maybe we'll see those in Apex soon. And that's kind of the brief synopsis of the campaign without giving anything away too much outside of maybe what our intro gives away. True. But that's just heartfelt yeah um yeah do you want to talk about the story let's talk about the story for a second before i go into a bit more of the technical side of the campaign yeah well i just wanted to add that you know you said that you have this kind of customization or create your own path the campaign's still linear like Mm -hmm. there's no alternate endings but what i really like is that as you go through the campaign you unlock different titan loadouts Mm -hmm. which essentially like in the first campaign for Titanfall 1 um, teach you each different loadout. So you get the thermite launcher and you get all these different loadouts. And what's cool is you can beat the whole campaign with whatever Titan you Mm -hmm. want, really. And you can do it with a flip of a button. Like Mm -hmm. you can be in a fight and switch to, you know, the sniper uh, Titan. So it's like you have a ton of customization uh, in your actual playing. Story-wise, it's pretty straightforward. But I really like the fact that you have that Titan control um, when the missions call for it. Definitely. It's a really cool function for sure. Uh, Speaking a bit on the development side, the decision to add this uh, single player campaign to the game came about because the team wanted to expand the game's player base after the first Titanfall struggled with player retention. And this team's vision for the campaign was to make it different from other first person shooters, especially Call of Duty. Uh, And this proved to be a challenge since many of them had worked at Infinity Ward, the developer of Call of Duty, uh, before they joined Respawn and became the devs for Titanfall. (laughs) Uh, They've become accustomed to making a campaign in the Call of Duty style, to say the least. Uh, And the game really took inspiration from buddy cop films and other games like Bioshock or Half-Life, according to some of its devs. And at least in our opinion, this worked out. And Titanfall 2, one of our favorite campaigns of all time, any video game that we've ever played. And 
Maybe it's because it's had some similarities to COD because we are huge fans of the COD campaigns, which we'll talk about in potentially our next episode. Yeah, it's just a really clean campaign. It's Not great. only is the story really compelling, um, you feel like your character grows in it. Um, and, you know, the, the visuals are really stunning still to this day. Um, and then you have the cool Titan mechanics, but you also have all these other uh, mechanics in the game that it really are pretty revolutionary in mm-hmm. the campaign space. I think most notably um, how they implemented the time traveling yeah. mm-hmm. um, into mm-hmm. the actual mission building. Like you are in one building and in order to get uh, through different obstacles, you have to change the time that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's this very, very interesting sort of thing that as the player, you feel like you have total control over, but it was designed that way and it, it works really well. What I love about the campaign is that it would have been so easy for them to just say, get in the Titan, cause chaos and blow it all up. Mm-hmm. And while there's a lot of that, there's also so much great pilot gameplay where you feel like the best of the best, which is what you are in that universe when it comes to fighting. And the mission level design is all different. There's you, you feel unique in every mission that you do. And that really leads into just such a smooth, fun campaign. I don't know. I played this campaign. I fell in love with Jack Cooper because I felt like I was a beast, to say the least. Yeah, you certainly feel that way. It's a ton of fun. I recommend it to everybody. I really think that I put my full mm-hmm. force recommendation behind this campaign. I I have yet to see something that rivals it, to mm-hmm. be honest. I, mm-hmm. I think it's quite difficult. Um, I think what uh, Respawn set out to do with Titanfall 2 was incredibly difficult. I think they nailed it. I very much look forward to a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that we're going to echo that again, that the difficulty of even making this game is so high, yet they did it and they did it well. Mm-hmm. I think it's very impressive. Let's talk a bit about multiplayer, though, now the heart and soul of Titanfall. It's kind of one of our favorites, I yeah, think, to say again, the least. Again. Yeah, what a surprise. Uh, it's a fast paced first person shooter and it adds this Titans, as we've been talking about, to make the gameplay different and unpredictable is the word i like to focus in on for titanfall 2 it is absolutely crazy um do you have any maybe overarching thoughts before we dive into the modes themselves and kind of maybe go through these and how they impact the game yeah well i have a lot of overarching thoughts yeah but i guess since we're on the subject of it just being such a difficult thing to do essentially Say you want to come out with a Call of Duty style game, mm-hmm. a shooter, boots on the ground, but then you also want to have mechanized robots in the fight. Well, the first thing you could do is make them kill streaks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You make them kill streak. It's really strong. They get some kills. It helps your team. Great. That's pretty much good. You know, there are Call of Duty games that have done just that. You have a kill streak. That's a mech. But say you want to actually have players control the mechs as well and have that happen on a regular basis. How do you create a Titan, a large mech, with 10 times the hit points of a boots-on-the-ground pilot, in this case, Mm -hmm. that has that much more health but isn't clunky and unfun? So yes, it's going to be stronger. It's Mm going to be stronger because it has the hit points. It can step on them. It has these huge guns. But how do you balance it so that being in the Titan is actually fun 
and not incredibly slow. This is an incredible feat, in my opinion. Like, you're able to have both of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You have the fun mm-hmm. Titan play where you have no ability, you have the protection, you're not going to get killed because you have all this armor, you have all these fun different loadouts you can use. But then as a pilot, you also have a lot of power, even though you don't have as many hit points. It is absolutely possible for one pilot to destroy one Titan. Absolutely possible in this game. Mm-hmm. And that is an incredible balancing feat. Yeah. I wish these people worked for my favorite game, Apex, when it came to... Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. That was awkward. Was that awkward Apex or what? Apex has incredible balancing No, Apex well. has incredible... I'm just giving that them a hard a time. That's a joke. Um, 100%. But this is really an incredible game, and it really is fun on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about... You know, we got a lot of moats. I think... I'm going to rifle through the modes real quick, and then we're going to focus on the ones that people actually play, I think, and maybe explain those ones and why we like them so much. So you have Amped Hardpoint, Hardpoint that everybody knows and loves, Bounty Hunt, which I'll let you talk about actually in a little bit here because you're a fan of that one, Pilot versus Pilot, which is, you know, just TDM, you know, but you don't have a Titan, you know, very different from the rest of the game. Yeah, Capture the Flag. You got attrition. We'll talk about that again in a second. You got skirmish, and that is similar to attrition, but it lacks one of our favorite features of attrition. Last Titan Standing, where everybody's fighting in their titans and stuff. Free for all, self-explanatory. Coliseum, which is a 1v1 multiplayer mode where the player is just going to try to eliminate the other person. Uh, It's pretty fun as well. We got Titan Brawl and Frontier Defense as well. The two I want to focus on, though, are Bounty Hunt first, and then we'll talk about Attrition as well. Yeah, so as the resident Bounty Hunt expert, expert, I really like this game mode because it is objective-based. You know, you have to kind of be in different areas. You have uh, the bank, which really kind of keeps you centered. Um, different waves, essentially, of the AI-controlled uh players in the game, whether it's the grunts or if it's the reapers or the stalkers, these different uh, mechanized troops that get kind of harder and harder to kill, as well as the bounties on uh, AI titans that drop in. Mm -hmm. Both teams are kind of fighting to hit points and get kills on these. And then after the round, they have to get to a bank in order to enter in the points they earned from getting the kills in order to lock them in. I really like it. It's incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. um, just because every time you get killed, the amount of points that you have stored up uh, gets cut in half. So (laughs) you really have to kind of play it safe in a very fast paced game while also fighting over getting kills in hot spots. So it's very difficult. Um, I really like it mostly because you kind of get to focus on the AI controlled grunts Mm -hmm. while also going out and it's very rewarding to kill other uh, pilots in the game, other multiplayer players, um, because you can steal their bounties as well, half mm-hmm, of them. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different rewarding features in it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on it as well? I haven't played as much as you, but I enjoy just AI. I, f- I love mm-hmm. fighting the AI in the multiplayer function, which is something that separates Titanfall from all these other games in the way. And so I'm not the best Titan fighter in my own so i like fighting ai titans a lot more it makes me feel a lot more confident let's talk about attrition and maybe before you describe attrition to the folks 
talk a little bit about the AI controlled element in the game because I and we talk about this as a huge function of Titanfall 1 and 2 and something that really uh, defines the game in its genre and how it works and makes you feel good even if you're not playing great. Yeah, so attrition is kind of like the main playlist. That's where everybody is nowadays. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can always get into a match there. Um, and the reason that it's so popular is because, like you're saying, this AI-controlled feature, this kind of third party um, of <laughs> a multiplayer situation. Mm-hmm. You have Team A and Team B, and then you have Team C, which is AI-controlled, and gets stronger throughout the match. So it starts off, they're all just pods that are dropped down with grunts in them. Mm-hmm. The grunts are just kind of normal soldiers just Riflemen. doing their job. Mm-hmm. And they're going up against pilots, which okay. can double jump, wall run, they got better weapons. It's crazy. Give the grunt some credit. Their communication is on point. They do. And they're they calling stay out. they locked in. Their calls are better than 90% of the randoms I play with in mm-hmm. any multiplayer games. So they got to get some love for that. Yeah, and they they shout you out in game. They say, hey, look, it's a pilot. We're all good now. Um, So that feels good too. But what's great about this is I feel like some people listening that maybe have played or maybe haven't played, um, I have this assumption that maybe this makes the game so easy. That, Mm -hmm. wow, you're really going to have fun playing a game where you're just beating up on the AI and multiplayer. Yeah, I am. Well... (laughs) It is that, except it is such an amazing quality of life and balancing thing. Mm-hmm. When you think about the pace of play of this game yeah. in comparison to its main rival, Call of Duty, the mobility that you have in this game, you run faster on walls and you can run on walls. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a double jump. Everyone has an incredible slide. Everyone has a one hit melee. It's a fast-paced game. Plus an ability that Plus might increase your movement. That can do all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. from a grapple to a cloak to mm-hmm. decoys to stim. Like, it's incredible. So you have all this speed, all this action, and you're going pilot head-to-head, full speed, mm-hmm. Formula One. Mm-hmm. It's insane. To be able to also splice in um, this kind of easier thing that is incredibly important to the team being successful. If you are not killing grunts, if you're not taking out reapers, you're going to lose the game from a score perspective. Mm-hmm, like you can't mm-hmm. just count on the five points per pilot kill to get the win. You have to do both. And so I think because statistically you have to play both sides of that, mm-hmm. it keeps the pace of the game manageable and you're not just wall running into people and meleeing them all the time because that happens like you definitely you get absolutely destroyed but it's okay because you can make up for that with relative ease by killing five grunts so it's like you have this really amazing symphony of mm-hmm. a multiplayer experience where you have the ai which balances it and then i guess we'll talk more about the titans too which mm-hmm. that's a symphony of its own like it's just incredible how i think the ai as some people might think oh it makes the game so easy and that makes it you know for weak people no it's an absolute necessity in order to allow you to focus on the game and to actually win like Mm -hmm. if it if you didn't have the ai in there it would be unplayable it really would because it's completely different than something like cod you're not just camping you can't camp in this game so it's like it's very different it's a hard game 
the AI makes it not only fun for everyone, but also just balances the actual pace of the game. Catch me finding the 100 plus grunt kills in the Titanfall games. You'll catch them. You'll, You'll catch, catch them out there. Yeah, it's so great. Attrition itself is just such a great game mode. I mean, it is that classic first to get to a certain score point wins. And then there's just so many mechanics in this game that we love that set everything apart. I have one that's not on this list in front of us, but then we'll go through the list. If you lose, you have to go to an evac ship. And that is fantastic because (laughs) one of the hardest things about playing video games is losing and just being disappointed. But in Titanfall, you can lose, get to the evac ship, which is not by no means easy, especially if you're getting run on the scoreboard. And you still get a sense of pride and accomplishment if you can evacuate after you've already lost. And so you feel the small win potentially after still losing a 20 minute game, which that's not in a lot of games. And we talk about this all the time from a psychological perspective on what video games need and what they kind of potentially lack. And this is a huge thing, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Some other mechanics, unless you have anything to add in there. I just think it's a great point. Rewarding the losers and having a separate kind of task that they can accomplish that allows them not only to feel good after a close or a big defeat, but also level up. Yeah. Like it's not mm-hmm. just for fun. Like it's not like, oh, here's this little treat you get to you do get for XP. fun. You mm-hmm. actually level up. You get rewarded. Your guns get better. Like it, it helps to actually do. And so the game mechanics enforce it as something you should do. And psychologically, it's a huge benefit. Let's talk a bit now more about some of the other mechanics in the game. We have the Titan meter, kind of going to be a big focal point for you. Uh, This is how you determine when you get your Titan, essentially. Uh, When you kill opponents, deal damage, complete objectives, uh, your Titan meter fills. And then once filled up completely, players have the opportunity to activate Titanfall and bring down a Titan from the sky above Do you think it's balanced in a fair way in how you, when you bring down Titans? I absolutely do. And what's also nice about the Titan meter is it's also Mm time-based. So everyone's going to get their Titan at some point in the game, which is nice Mm -hmm. because you're going to get rewarded with this kind of kill streak kind of feeling. You're going to get a reward. It's going to change the gameplay. It's going to make you stronger. Everybody's going to get it. I really do like these kind of ultimate abilities Um, outside of just boots on the ground that you can earn by playing the objective. I like that too. Really like that. Mm -hmm. We also have the Titan core, and this is a very similar mechanic to the Titan meter. You know, once you're in the Titan though, when it's filled off of the damage you deal, all that kind of stuff, your Titan gets to activate a crazy powerful ability that can deal out massive, massive damage. And it's just another one of those little mechanics that's thrown into this game where it's like, okay, I've been playing well. I get a Titan. I'm in my Titan. Wait, I'm playing well now in my Titan. I get another reward. But at the same time, it's not like an artillery strike on a hard point in Call of Duty where it's not like, oh, it's instantly just game over for the other team. It's just all this stuff is so well balanced. And that is what still blows my mind and is you know coming back to my head as we're talking about this game right now. Yeah, I mean, we're not even done talking about them yet, but I think this game does such a great job at balancing the challenge of it with tons of layers of rewarding. 
not only do you have the evac ship, not only do you have the Titan Mater, like that's rewarding you for doing well on the ground and playing the objective. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Titan Core, which rewards you for doing well on the Titan. And we're not even done mm-hmm. with the reward. So you just, you earn a lot match to match and you can really feel like you're doing well and continuing to climb that ladder every time, which is a really good way to build games in mm-hmm. my opinion. More balancing though, we have potentially my favorite function in the entire game, the Titan Rodeo. When you're a pilot, you can jump onto a Titan, activating just the coolest animation in which you will then take a battery out, causing a little bit of damage to the Titan. You can then deliver this battery to a friendly Titan to give it a health and core boost. If you rodeo a Titan though that does not have a battery, your pilot does an awesome animation and throws a grenade into the Titan and that deals some serious damage the Titan Rodeo is just so cool in this game. It was the first thing that I did in the game where I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Like, I'm addicted at this point. It's really, really cool. And there's perks to kind of make it easier mm-hmm. and to help you with that. Different mobility are, is better for it, like grappling a Titan. Um, another really awesome thing about this is that it also boosts your own core significantly. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, I think it's like 40% or more that mm-hmm. you get to 100%. So if you do this, if you rodeo a Titan, take out a battery, put that battery in somebody else's Titan, you are most likely going to get a Titan of your own. Mm-hmm. Like it enforces that teamwork of saying, instead of you taking out the battery and saving it for your own Titan, if you put it in somebody else's, it's going to really help you to call in your own. So I love those kind of mechanics that enforce that kind of camaraderie. Definitely. We also have boost, the last mechanic we'll talk about today. This is like a tactical ability that adds enhancement to combat. For example, a smart pistol or amped cover, but I like the smart pistol example the most. Uh, These are a lot of uh, abilities that each add something unique to a pilot's kit in a way. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of really good ones. How about this? Give me your favorite boost and then tell me why. Yeah, so... Amped cover is one of those tacticals like stim mm-hmm. uh, or grapple. So you get those more often. But I like amped weapons, which just makes your weapon stronger. Mm, yeah, those those are really good. Uh, the smart pistol uh, is my absolute favorite. I get some flack for using it apparently on stream, which happened in the past. Kind of lame in my opinion, at least. Like it's just the greatest thing. Locks on the people. Auto kills people straight to the head straight to the head nothing more satisfying than taking out five grunts with one click of the right trigger uh with the control the boosts are in this game are absolutely incredible and it's there's so many like mechanics between abilities and titans and all this stuff that it's incredible they balance this game like when you really think about it and it's just so enjoyable because of that yeah it really is i think that an underused boost is the radar scramble I think mm. that that's very underutilized. I think it's really strong. Another very popular one is the map hack, which mm-hmm. pretty much mm-hmm. you know allows you to see through walls, uh, which is pretty Hacker. strong. Um, but it's very short duration, which is just strong balancing again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of different things. There's also turrets here in the boost. So instead of like having a, a kill streak of sorts just being in that Titan, you also have this that kind of supplements that. So... Just lots of rewarding, lots of rewarding Mm -hmm. in opposition of all the challenge and speed that you have to do in order to win these games. Let's talk a bit now about pilots, who they are, what they are. We could have put this by story, but I think we wanted to talk about and maybe hype up how awesome they are and then kind of give you a bit of the backstory. 
Do you want to take a bit of the pilot backstory? Or you want me to read this one? You can read this one. Okay. So we have pilots. I'm giving you a history lesson right now, guys. Pilots are rated by a series of qualifications called certifications, similar to a modern day's driver's license, <laughs> but actually hard to get. These certifications apply in both civilian and military roles, qualifying a pilot for a specific occupation such as salvage, deep space search, and rescue, shipping, loading, construction, or agriculture. However, by far the most highly sought after certification is the combat certification, a widely published series of tests that grades a pilot's abilities. The combat certification is the hardest certification for pilots to acquire, taking years of training in both the operations of Titans and refinement of the skills of shooting, parkour, and combat. Training can be completed or refined in a simulation pod, which is kind of how you start some of the campaigns and stuff, which is really cool. And a requirement for, of the IMC's notorious pilot selection course is for a candidate to use an R97, very similar to an R99 if you're an Apex fan, uh, to shoot a 10 centimeter grouping at 25 meters in distance in fully automatic fire right after a 20 kilometer run. Nothing too difficult. Just from, I wake up and do that all the time, right? Well, that's A, that's a lot of running. And B, that's a serious shot. Yeah. Like this is a high rate of fire SMG and you're shooting a 10 centimeter grouping, which is about the size of a Coke can Mm -hmm. from 75 feet away. That's a serious, serious deal. These, it's special forces, like no doubt. Cracked. It's cracked special forces. No doubt. Pilots also do not require augmentation as part of their job, with the majority simply being the most skilled and disciplined soldiers the factions of the frontier have to offer. In other words, pilots are not super soldiers, merely highly trained and refined personnel with access to the best equipment their respective armies have to offer. However, many pilots will opt for artificial enhancements to improve their skill sets. These can range from uh, minute enhancements such as the hearing aid, which is an oral implant, uh, to the transhumanist simulacrum and specter camo, both of which completely replace the pilot's organic body with a robotic one. So if you want to get crazy, you can get crazy as a pilot, pretty much. Uh, pilots are unique. They're not limited in weapon or combat choice in comparison to their fellow comrades. You can use whatever you want. And militia pilots rated for combat are generally given officer ranks and lead their forces into battle. And then we're coming full circle here from the news with a little fun fact. The helmet of the male assault IMC pilot is inspired from Boba Fett of Star Wars. More references to the Mandalorian helmet of Star Wars fame can be found in the extremely similar looking hollow pilot in multiplayer. There's a lot packed History. in there. History. Mm-hmm. There's a lot packed in there. And really the big things that should excite you from a story perspective is they're not super soldiers. They're just regular people that are highly, highly trained. and then. They lead from the front that these are highly trained special forces that lead armies. Lead army. Like from the front. From the front. They got, they are doing damage, calling shots. They probably lead the team in damage at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They pretty (laughs) much are. It's very cool uh, to think about from a military history standpoint, Mm -hmm. kind of the leadership skill. It's kind of like the ideal warrior. Essentially, it's hard to beat this uh, mythos of the pilot. Exactly. Uh, In multiplayer, though, pilots are equipped with the primary weapon, sidearm, and anti-titan weapon. So carry three because why not carry three weapons when you're a beast? And additionally, this is kind of the fun part we'll talk a bit about. Pilots have a tactical ability of your choice, which injects a lot of uniqueness into the kit. 
uh, once used, they have a cooldown timer before they can be used again. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go one by one on these. We got Cloak. Allows users to become invisible for a short period of time. Invisibility is a loose term here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Cloak is a good way to say it. it. It's very, it's cool. It's a cool ability. It can get you sometimes uh, just because of the speed of the game. Honestly, you know, it, mm -hmm. you are... You have more transparency. So I know? I wanted to unlock an execution in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's called Now You See Me. And so to do that, I had to execute a lot of people while cloaked. So I spent a lot of time running around in cloak and you're not cloaked. People find you pretty easily, but I would just run up behind people, hit cloak and yep. then hit execute yeah, to unlock the stuff. But now my execution is absolutely dope. Now we got Stim, one of the most popular abilities in this game. Gives a temporary boost to pilot speed and health regen, a la Octane, except you get more health instead of less health. It's really strong, I think, for the health reason. Yeah, um, it is. The game is so fast-paced that you're not necessarily worried about speed um, unless you're on the ground. You know, not close to a wall, uh, your speed is actually kind of limited. You know, you run almost twice as fast mm -hmm. on the wall. And so having the stem kind of allows you to get into a safe spot, but also you finish a kill you should be stimming mm -hmm. because you probably took some shots and this in the game so fast paced. Someone's going to be right on you immediately. So, so that heals awesome. One because of that kind of dual purpose that it offers. Definitely. We got pulse blade now gives temporary vision of allies and enemies through walls, throw a knife and then it's a sonar pulse that kind of gives that reading off. Do you think there's a popular one used a lot? This is not a popular one. Um, it's a very strategic one. Yeah. I would think. Um, I just think the pace of the game uh, doesn't reward it as much. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun, though. It is fun, and it looks really cool. Yeah. You also have phase shift, allows pilots to become invulnerable and invisible for two seconds at a time. As you guys are maybe getting by now, there's a lot of inspiration taken from this game into the Apex universe. This is some Wraith action here. I, I think it's used a pretty good amount. I still see a good amount of people using it. Yeah, um, I think the biggest use of this is in Titan combat. Yeah. Like, essentially, if you're pilot v. pilot, there's no time to phase mm -hmm. like there really isn't. And so you and see people a lot, just chase you. Yeah. And you see a lot of uh, phase when people are ejecting from their Titan, they kind of phase, you can't kill them. Um, and also kind of getting away from Titans as well. Cause they can stomp on you and mm -hmm. they got big guns. So phase, I think is kind of a kind of a specialized thing for that mm -hmm. specifically. Um, not as much mobility as maybe an apex. Yeah. Next we have a grapple. Pretty simple. Grappling hook can be used in a multitude of ways. One of my most used abilities myself. Absolute fun. It's got some range though as a grapple. This thing can go far. Yeah, this uh this grappling hook super strong. Mm -hmm. Um high ground in this game uh is very important. Uh, the maps are definitely designed where there is some mega mega high ground, unlike mm -hmm. other uh shooter games. Um cool thing about it is kind of the cooldown and the mechanic of it mm -hmm. um essentially it's hard to use because there's no reticle ind indication that it's gonna connect yeah. from the other end so you kind of have to kind of work through and figure out where it can hit um but then the cooldown works where as far as you grapple to and you can also cancel it that takes down uh the cooldown so it'll kind of always be working back up but if you do a super long grapple that pulls you all the way up to the top mm -hmm. of the building that'll take more of a kind of what you have in reserve. Yeah. They definitely used some of that uh, in the recent Pathfinder change at Apex, which is really cool to see. 
uh, AWOL, pilot sized particle shield that amps out going shots. This one's good. I feel like I just saw a team kind of really use this against us recently when we turned it back on. And it was pretty dang effective because normally you don't see people running this because they don't want to stay stationary for so long. Yeah, I, I think it can definitely be effective. It has a really good amount of hit points. It does amp to you. It's large enough to protect you, to be mm-hmm. honest. The only downside is if you are staying in one spot, you might survive long enough. But I can tell you right now, you're not getting enough Titan pilot and mm-hmm. grunt kills you're just not so it's hard to actually win games if you're really leaning into this um but if you don't feel like your mobility is there this can actually protect you like you can say, protect yourself it sounds like some overlap between this game and apex of that ability and the function in multiplayer it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard to it's have different style to kind of uh, fortify your own position in a game that mobility is so important Hard to do that. You have mm-hmm. to give a lot of power to these fortified abilities. And I think this amped wall does that for the most part. Definitely. We now have Hollow Pilot at the end here. It deploys a hologram that mimics its pilot's last move. Fun one. I don't think it fools a ton of people in this game. I don't see a lot of people using it. Anything else maybe to throw in there? I, I don't have very much experience with it. Um, maybe I should circle back on it. It's cool. You know, it's just, it's so fast that. It's hard to sit back and bamboozle. Yeah. Like when we're playing, I don't talk that much because no. I'm so locked in. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be on it, on it, on it all the time, um, which I really like. Yeah. You also have an ordinance, a frag, an arc grenade, gravity star, fire star, electric smoke grenade, or a satchel. These things are beasts in this game at killing grunts. I don't kill a lot of pilots with my nades personally, but I like using them on the Titans as well. Um, but I think there's a lot of inspiration that has pulled into Apex for these, which is really fun to see because this was so awesome to see an electric smoke grenade in this game. Like, oh my goodness, that is so unique and so cool and not overpowered at the same time. They're really, really cool. Um, there's, they're so specialized. You don't see a lot of satchel usage, yeah. which is a C4, but when you do, it's very demoralizing. <laughs> Um, electric smoke's really good for messing up, uh, you know, a cluster of grunts mm-hmm. or slowing down Titans and yep. pretty much blinding them. Firestar also kind of has that burn effect, but it also blinds Titans. Throw if you those hit on them the in Titan. the face, oh they actually goodness. can't see and mm-hmm. it'll continue to burn them and blind them. So that's really strong. I think you run Gravity Star. I, I run Gravity Star electric smoke a lot of the time. Gravity yeah. Star is really fun. It pulls everybody in to kind of the one area that you threw the star on absolutely great to just laser some grunts from yeah it's pretty cool the ordinance are strong as everything pretty much has to be yeah you also have two kits that act as perks giving to pilots abilities and you know i use hover there's a lot of other ones where you know you can get extra health regen you know faster you can climb titans more quietly there's a lot of really cool abilities it's interesting like we're breaking down the game now there is so much customization in this game, and it's incredible that it's balanced. It really is. There's a ton of customization, and it's so well-focused. You know, the weapons aren't as deep as kind of modern Call of Duty games are. It's incredible how much weapon customization there is in, you know, the recent COD games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, they go a lot more simple mm-hmm. on it, um, and I think that's a really good way to do it. Um because it's hard to form kind of an emotional attachment to a weapon mm-hmm. um, in a game. Uh, I think other games kind of force you to do that. And instead in this game, 
you're making an attachment with your Titan and your pilot, which mm-hmm. I think is going to actually keep people playing longer and lead to more enjoyment. Yep. Let's talk weapons real quick. Uh, a lot of diversity in this. You got ARs, pistols, shotguns, snipers, grenade launchers, and SMGs. Uh, and then you have the anti-Titan weapons also, which are really cool. You know, you got laser beam charge rifle, you got electromagnetic grenade launchers, and then rocket launchers as well. And it's kind of cool to see all these guns in the game together and how the anti-Titan weapons are kind of hard to use on pilots because it'd be like, well, why don't I just run a grenade launcher all the time? Because the pilots move so dang fast that it's not going to be incredibly effective. Uh Really simple progression from an attachment perspective. Uh, you got your optic, essentially, uh, extended mags, fast swap, fast reload. Uh, you get a simple mechanic in that there's just three customization slots, and that's how you choose things. You got individual weapon XP, and it goes on and on. It's so straightforward, so streamlined, makes so much sense, and I like how simple it is actually in this game, honestly. Yeah, you really you don't have to worry about getting the attachments, really. Um, you don't feel like, oh, I'm lost because yeah. I don't have that extended mech. Yeah. Which you is really nice. You can pretty much use the Spitfire or the car um, as soon as you unlock them, which is really cool. And then kind of like, I believe, old school Black Ops, Black Ops 1, um, you get credits in this yeah. game mm-hmm. that you can actually use to unlock permanently either Titans or weapons. And mm-hmm. so if you regenerate, you can pretty much always have them. or get um get specific weapons before you might get to that rank so that's kind of a cool thing that they added in there to allow you to compete Mm -hmm. at the highest level you know because you're always going up it's going to be fast no matter what lobby you're in and so i think that's a nice little thing that they allow you to say oh you know if people are using the vault you have a way to get there Mm -hmm. besides just grinding the xp and having to kind of be frustrated yeah for sure let's talk titans break it down for us it's just this this is my favorite part of it you know i like the crazy Mm -hmm. i like the pilots a lot shay leans more towards the pilots so i feel like i have to lean more towards the titans (laughs) um like i said beginning it's incredibly impressive that this is actually put into a shooter game successfully um and what's cool about titanfall 2 is the amount of titan classes this is not Mm -hmm. really the case in titanfall 1 i just had three um, this one you have a lot, and we're just going to go one by one, kind of say what their abilities are, kind of what we think about them. Each Titan is given like a difficulty mm-hmm. uh, rating, but they also have different hit points. Um, and based on the like number of hit points or strength, they have different kits, kind of like the pilot kits, but for the Titans. And those are different. So you can have like an extra dash or you can, you know, get your core faster or things like that. So the first Titan is the first one you unlock, Ion. You have a splinter rifle, which I believe starts off where it pretty much has three shots. Mm-hmm. You can do some sort of upgrade to have it have five. Mm-hmm. Then you have a laser shot, which is kind of like a, a shoulder mounted sniper shot, which mm-hmm. a lot of people use against the pilots three trip mines that you kind of throw out all at once pretty good anti-titan kind of deal to kind of draw a line in the sand and then you have a vortex shield which is pretty much the coolest part of this kit and where you have this shield that can catch incoming projectiles and then you throw them back at the enemy and then the core for ion is a laser core 
which is a chest-mounted Death Star, <laughs> which just destroys everything in its wake. So pretty cool kit. This is a is a one-star difficulty. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's the it's first cool. one you get, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I used for a little bit and had a great time. That Vortex Shield is just so fun and satisfying to use. Uh, but really, it's for me, it came down to that laser core. There is nothing mm-hmm. better than shooting a Death Star out of your chest, as you said. Yeah, I think the laser core is a big attraction here. The vortex shield is really simple to use and fun and easy. Mm-hmm. And then the weapon is also pretty strong. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think this is a really good one for beginners. But the trip mines and the laser shot, kind of hard to use. Laser shot's really so hard to use. It's like as much as this is kind of classified as a as a one star, um, there's a depth mm-hmm. uh, to this Titan for sure. Second Titan is Tone have a tracker cannon. This is a semi-automatic, really interesting. Every time you land a hit on a Titan, which it does a solid amount of damage, these will one-shot pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time you hit a Titan or um, a Reaper, it'll give you one uh, kind of marker on it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get three, you can activate the next ability, which is the tracker rockets. Really cool, like heat heat-seeking missiles based on your tracker. So if you hit three shots with the primary weapon, you can kind of do this again, shoulder-mounted rocket barrage that will even chase Titans around corner. Super, super cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Other thing is you have a sonar lock, which you kind of send out this kind of probe. It kind of scans an area kind of like the uh, the data knife. And that also gives you one lock on everyone in the area. So if there's three Titans, you can get one lock right there. Hit them all each two more times, mm-hmm. and you can do a missile uh, tracker rocket that would hit them all. Super cool. Strongest thing about this Titan, in my opinion, is the defensive wall, um, which is taller than a Titan and probably two Titans wide, and it's impossible to get through. And it has a duration, but it's really, really strong. You can shoot through it, but enemies can't hit you. You know, the tone's going to be at the front of the team for sure. This ability is really strong. Then the salvo core is like the tracker rockets, but turned up to a thousand. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Tone is one of the most cool looking Titans just from a ability oh, yeah. standpoint. Like there is nothing cooler than these rockets coming off your shoulders and tracking people and just being totally heat seeking. The animation looks absolutely fantastic. Tone's not a Titan I've used a ton personally. But I do enjoy having them on the team and they're not fun to play against when someone's got a really good one, which is the case for honestly most Titans though in this game, which is kind of cool. It is. The the defensive wall is really hard to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, the older I get, the more I realize that semi-automatic, really strong in yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And with this weapon in particular, it's serious. When it calls itself a cannon, it's a cannon. It's the a thing cannon. goes boom. Mm-hmm. And with that kind of secondary tracker ability this kit really works really good together i Mm -hmm. really enjoy tone and i recommend them as a really strong starter titan for sure for sure next we got a three-star difficulty (laughs) the north star really unique this is a sniper titan it's a plasma rail gun is what they say it's gonna be a long distance you actually have a toggle to zoom on this one so you have to be kind of at a longer range reason that i recommend you be at a longer range and use the zoom is because you have a fraction of the mm-hmm. health as these other kind of larger titans like ion 
Then you have the cluster missile, which is really an interesting thing because it's not tracked like the tracker rockets. Mm -hmm. It's just one salvo, boom, goes out. It's really fast, so it's kind of a close quarters thing. Um, And then as kind of the, it's not a tactical ability per se, um, the kind of, the classification of all the abilities is kind of different, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Like you don't necessarily always have uh, you know, the mobility thing on one button mm-hmm. for Titan. They're all kind of laid out differently, which is fun to get to learn them. But the kind of tactical ability for North Star is a VTOL hover. So you can actually fly, um, which is a really cool way to actually get those long range shots. Mm-hmm. You can fly over cover, boom, boom, then drop back down and kind of hit them by surprise. And then the kind of tricky one with this is a tether trap where you actually like put a suction cup on the front of a Titan Mm -hmm. and try to like hold them down, which is, I think, a good team ability to kind of help other people hit them with the rocket launchers or if they're in their Titans, Um, but also really nice for uh, unloading with this cluster missile or the sniper railgun. And then the core for North Star is a flight core where you take flight and just open up your wings with the ton of missiles Mm -hmm. that actually um, track so wherever you point the missiles will go and circle back around really cool honestly north star is so hard um, Mm -hmm. that i really don't have a lot lot of experience with it but if you are pro and you kind of are okay with with kind of playing back a little bit north star can be good as kind of a support to kind of hit those nice penetrating shots yeah i was gonna say with north star it's like if you are really really good at north star you can really impact the game i still remember my very first game of titanfall 2 that i played though and i'm like oh man we're all fighting in these mechs how awesome is this i was not expecting to look up and see one flying in the Mm -hmm. air and shooting rockets and sniping me uh, really not the kit I was prepared for mentally, at least going into that game. It looks really cool uh, when you're playing against them. I can't even got play. It. You got play, it so you can see it yourself. You That's pretty the best much way. do. Mm-hmm. You really do. And again, you're keeping in mind when you're hearing about all these different titans and then selecting which one you're going to play. Um, what abilities do they have that are anti-titan, and mm-hmm. what abilities are anti-pilot? And for North Star, you pretty much only have the cluster missile, Mm -hmm. which is going to help you against pilots. And so this is a very Titan-based one, um, similar to Tone. You know, you only have that primary gun Mm -hmm. in order to deal damage to pilots. Tracker rockets, sonar lock, defensive wall, salvo car, Mm -hmm. that's all Titan stuff. So you kind of have to look at finding that balance or really play that role. Say, okay, I'm in my Titan. I am now going to take it to the titan level mm-hmm. next we got ronin oh, man. which <laughs> is probably one of the most frustrating titans to go against um but also incredibly incredibly powerful their primary weapon is a lead wall shotgun which is kind of a horizontal spray kind of like the mastiff um pretty cool uh this shotgun is also kind of interesting you can put a attachment or a Mm -hmm, kit on mm -hmm. it that allows it to ricochet off walls so close quarters you can really hit a lot of shots um but then you have the arc wave which is kind of like a whip that you you send out into the front uh, that will stun uh, other titans and things like that then you have the phase dash which is really the hardest thing about um this titan because essentially the next ability is the sword block 
So you can block incoming shots and incoming missiles and things with that. But then your core is a sword core, whereas a Titan, Optimus Prime style, you pull oh out the goodness. sword and mm-hmm. go crazy. But the only way to do that is to use the block to really get in close, use the phase dash to kind of get through all the craziness mm-hmm. and the shields, and then you're able to just absolutely dominate with the sword core. Just hammer away at people. It's actually insane when someone's really good with Ronin on the other team. Like, I, I see a Ronin if it's a really good player, and I'm like, GG's in the chat. Like, it was a good run while it lasted here. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, no no Titan is really safe from a Ronin. They're no. so fast. You can't kill them because they can phase right at you. And then once they've closed that gap, it's, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, so you so have to keep character. them at range. Keep them at range. Mm-hmm. Deal damage. Because they're weak. They're kind of like North Star where they have only three, I think, portions of health. Mm-hmm. But next. Oof. We have Scorch. The man, the myth, the legend. Do you want to talk about Scorch? No, you can do it. You're doing a great job. Scorch is the meta. Yeah. Okay. Really is. Most effective tactic available is Scorch in this game. And really, it's going to come down to the versatility. Primary is a thermite launcher. Mm -hmm. So it's grenade launcher kind of deal. Um, And when it makes an impact, it starts burning. Mm -hmm. So very, very strong. It's actually very strong against both pilots and titans. Which is really nice. You wouldn't really anticipate it. You think, ah, thermite launcher, it's going to be slow. I want full auto Mm because everybody's going so fast. Actually, you can really, because it gives you that area of effect as well. It has the area of effect, which is nice. But then it also gives you that arc. Um, So you can really hit these shots with very high precision, um, with kind of limited skill, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm really cool but then this whole kit just works so well together Mm -hmm. next you have the firewall which is like the arc wave except it's a fire whip so it's kind (laughs) of like closing the gap and you hit people in front of you with it then you have the incendiary trap which you pretty much throw down kind of a a barrel of gas yeah it looks a lot (laughs) like that um but then you can ignite it with your thermite Mm -hmm. so you can hit it with one of your thermite launchers you can do a firewall Mm -hmm. or the last ability the thermite the thermal shield kind of like the vortex shield except it's just a flame shield you can actually light your traps gas with this and also deal some serious damage up close so it deals so much damage up close the thermal shield it's ridiculous it's crazy and you can even upgrade this as well to make yeah. it do i think like 33 percent more damage that's what or i do it's really really strong and then finally you have the flame core which just lays down a carpet of thermite uh which is like a firewall except times a thousand i'll be honest if you're not a fan of thermite grenades in apex you're gonna get frustrated as heck playing against a scorch that's to say the least you seriously are and the reason that scorch is so strong is they don't say that this uh, Titan is a, a level one or a one star difficulty. Mm-hmm. I think they say it's a two. I think it's a two, yeah. Um, but it all works so well together. You're tossing out traps. You're hitting these shots. It, and if you hit them on the Titans, you're blinding them as well. Yeah. You know, if the mm-hmm. Thermite comes in kind of where the pilot will sit, they can't see. They're kind of slow. They're impaired. And you're dealing serious damage. Before you know it, you're hitting them in the face with a shield of fire yeah i mean it's kind of like you feel like you're playing mortal Kombat when you're in <laughs> scorch because you can just mash all your buttons and it's going to come out for you like you can be shooting your trigger putting down your whip 
putting down your uh, traps, hitting it with the flame shield, and you can really do great damage at all sorts of range, honestly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Thermite Launcher's got incredible range, and then you can also just tell people, hey, don't come at me because I got all these traps. I got this uh, thermal shield. And the flame core, that's a one hit mm-hmm. on any Titan. Mm-hmm. So it's like Scorch, very strong kit. I said I recommend Tone. Uh, to new players just because I think it's kind of fun to see the variety of abilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you want to double down on something that is straight up easy and borderline overpowered, go with the flame grill master and go with Scorch. Scorch is the closest thing to like a broken character in this game. Like it is, it is the thing people will complain about if you're playing with like randoms or something. Cause it's just so dominant at yeah. times. And on certain maps specifically, you'll, be able to just go crazy with the area of effect on pilots and titans which is the combo that's just insane mm-hmm. and you're gonna have five portions of health so yeah. almost twice the health as a ronin or a north star mm-hmm. and something that i try to reiterate in my own game is in attrition you got one point for a grunt kill five points for a pilot kill 10 points for a titan kill mm-hmm. so you want to stay alive in your titan yeah because if you don't and you die, that's 15 points. You have to then kill three pilots or 15 grunts Mm -hmm. just to make up for that one loss. Mm -hmm. And so Scorch being able to survive because they have more health and they have this versatile kit is not only going to be more fun, but I think it's going to help your team do better because you can survive longer. Definitely. This is your your legend, right? This is my Titan right Mm -hmm. here, but I also like the last one as well. Mm -hmm. So now we got Legion. And this is pretty much the the machine gun, yeah. big boy, uh, kind of minigun titan. And that primary is the Predator Cannon. Really, really cool um, because you have this big, big gun. It's got a ton of bullets in the mag, but then a long reload. And the next ability is Power Shot, where you can kind of charge up a more powerful shot. Amazing naming. Um But then the kind of alternating ability is mode switch, Mm -hmm. where you can go from close quarters to long range on the kind of minigun. And what I will say about this is close quarters, you want it set on the close quarters when you're going against Titans, because that power shot is kind of like a shotgun blast. Mm -hmm. It's really strong Mm -hmm. in that vein. But in terms of going against pilots, I really like to have it on a long range mode more because you have that pinpoint accuracy mm-hmm. you can actually track them once you it charges it on, up it's a it's a freaking laser oh yeah and yeah you do have to spin it up as well and then you have a gun shield which allows you to do that spin up so you put mm-hmm. that on that's a temporary thing um can't be broken so mm-hmm. it's just like they're gonna have to run out the clock on you um and so it's really cool i think it looks really cool too because you kind of have this gun shield and the weapon the big mini gun comes through the center And you can kind of push people with it, which is cool. And then the coolest core in the whole game. And then you have the smart core for Legion, which is like the smart pistol. Very similar. Which is the pilot Mm -hmm. boost. But for a Titan where you have this Predator cannon, but it will lock on to anybody in front of it, whether it's a pilot or a grunt or a Titan, and you can just hold down the trigger. And what I do is I actually upgrade the smart core so it lasts longer. It's really, really strong great against the pilots uh, which is always great and the one thing i gotta circle back so i don't forget it we're saying everything's good about scorch the real tip on actually having fun playing scorch is if you put on 
I think it's called tampered plating. Armor. Tempered plating, I think. Yeah. yeah. Tempered plating. Um, and that makes it so that your own thermite doesn't damage you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is really important. When Very. You're running around, going through the so thermite, important. going through the traps, going through the firewall. Like, very important to actually not take damage from your own flames. Last but not least, this was not initially uh, released into the game, but it was kind of like a DLC Monarch Titan. Same kind of Titan class that you experience in the campaign with BT. Their primary is the chain gun, which is a really solid uh, weapon. It's kind of a, a really simple weapon when you think about it. We don't have it in the game except for the Monarch, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting, but it's full auto. Then you have a rocket salvo, which is incredibly similar to the cluster missile uh, that North Star has. Mm-hmm. Then you have rearm, uh, which I'll circle back to. And then you have the energy siphon, which is essentially uh, a laser shot, um, but you hit it on enemies and you get more shields from them, mm-hmm. essentially. So, so you're cool. taking shields from them and giving it to yourself, which is a cool idea. But the rearm allows you to get that energy siphon ability back mm-hmm. and the rocket salvo back. And so if you are kind of doing this circle of holding down the chain gun, shooting, 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 mm-hmm. hitting with the rocket salvo, hitting them with the energy siphon, making yourself stronger and then rearming and then doing that again, that's like a one-two punch, one-two punch that can seriously bite. It's a crazy combo. And then unlike other Titans that have their cores, the Monarch has the upgrade core. We messed around with this for a long time. I really like this. I'm not currently like maining this Titan, but I have a, it's my second most used Titan aside from Legion. Third, Scorch number one, then Legion, then Monarch. <laughs> but I've played a lot of Monarch and because it's a challenge, you know, this game, very difficult. We have some experience on it, but it's a challenge because you upgrade the core. And it takes a long time, but essentially you can make yourself better in a variety of ways. You get to kind of choose your own adventure on what cores you're going to be shooting for. Uh, Some make it so that you have a really strong actual chassis. Um, Some make it so that your primary weapon is stronger. Some make it so that your rocket salvo is stronger. Um, And then kind of near the end, um, you get some really powerful abilities. I think actually making the primary weapon stronger, giving yourself more health, Mm -hmm. and then also... Uh, giving yourself the tracker rockets where you kind of yeah, lock yeah, on yeah. to everybody in sight and then fire a huge burst. Hard to get there. Really cool. One way they made it easier to get there is that Monarch has a unique execution mm-hmm. where if you execute another Titan, which is a thing we haven't talked about yet, um, but you actually, your pilot ejects in the animation, slides around onto the back of the other Titan takes out the battery, and then pops it into your Titan. And so that can kind of help you survive longer. If you're doing all these abilities, actually executing other Titans, you're going to be able to heal yourself and stay alive in order to upgrade your core all the way. There's also abilities, or there's also upgrades for Monarch that allow you to repair yourself out of a uh, danger state. Like when Mm -hmm. it's real bad, it's telling you eject, eject, eject. If you put a Monarch... With this ability, you put a battery into Monarch, you can actually get out of that danger zone. Which is very nice. So it's cool. Like, if you're going for Monarch, you are saying, I want to be in my Titan for half the game. Mm -hmm. Round of applause for breaking down all the Titans to Henry. That was incredible. Love it all. It. He had so much fun doing it, I can already tell you right now. It's The Titans the, are awesome. It's the passion. It's the, the Titans passion. are awesome. Let, the Titans are so cool. 
anything else before we maybe give our final stamp on the game? Um, I had something. The executions? The Titan executions are really, really cool. They're so great. Um, I guess the one thing I wanted to say back about attrition was the beginning of the game, everybody doesn't have their boosts and they don't have any Titans. And so it's, it's kind of all about of grunts and pilots. So you're in this kind of first push and you're going to get multiple respawns here. Like mm-hmm. in that phase, it takes a while for kind of the first full volley of Titans to come out. But the game's not over if you're down mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is important to keep in mind for multiple reasons that once, you know, everybody gets their Titan, that's a whole different game. Like whoever can. Oh, it shifts completely. Game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like whoever can run up the score first on the kind of just pilot v pilot v ai that's only the first round if they have a 20 50 mm-hmm. point lead that's not it's not over because you can kind of hold back save your titans to all go at once or just beat their titans mm-hmm. just because they called in their titans each one of those titans is the potential to get Ten double points. the points yeah. of a pilot so it's like i like that that every game is pretty much competitive that you can really feel like you're down, but the phases of this game and kind of the upgrading of the AI throughout the match mm-hmm. allow you to get those points back. Yeah. The game is remarkable. It is one of our favorites of all time. I probably one of the most logged games from an hour's perspective, at least on uh, the Xbox for both of us. Absolutely amazing to kind of wrap things up. I just want to say that I'm looking forward to Titanfall three which is supposed to be in development. Uh, I'm cool that we got Apex instead for the time being because I love that game and we're making a living off that game. We're making money, not a living. And we're making some money off that game, but I absolutely adore Titanfall and I hope to continue this series and hopefully it gets the recognition that it deserves in the near future potentially. Now, this has been a long pod. Stay with us, though. We promised a long episode now that we're it's going monthly. monthly. Baby, so we're giving it. We're going to do one of our favorite segments, Sell Me a Game. This is a segment uh, where we take turns pitching each other a game without giving away the name of it and see if the other is interested in playing, watching, or waiting for a sale of the discount of the game. Really, we're just trying to convince the other person to try out a game that's already out or hyping the person up for a game that is yet to be released. And we kind of just want to bring it to the topic of conversation. Usually we have the other person go first, whoever went first last time, but I have no recollection of who it was. That was many years ago. Uh, I don't was know. Last calendar year? Yeah. It was. Uh, rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, I can go first. Go ahead. I'll go first. Okay. Honestly, we're keeping this one a bit more shorter and sweet. I'll be completely honest with That's you. That's fair. Uh, this is coming from the developer IO. IO is known for being the creator of Hitman. I like it. Great start already. Hitman is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, the game that's based off of just assassinating people. So, in that same vein, what if I told you that the company that was building the game with those mechanics was maybe doing something similar for one of everyone's favorite movie characters of all time. You know, everybody wants to be a spy in a way. And we have announced recently something called Project 007. Wow. Developed by IO 
It's coming from the creators of Hitman. And it's going to allow players to step into the shows of the world's favorite secret agent to earn their double O status in the first ever James Bond origin story. So, wow. Never before seen story. And that's the cool part. But coming from those devs, a spy kind of game, I don't know. I, I couldn't like give you the game kind of gameplay to hype you yeah. up or get you to guess anything because there's not enough released about it yet they kind of kept a lot of it under wraps but i saw this on my twitter feed the other day and i was like gotta bring this up because you and i are both big james bond fans and that could be really really dang cool because i know we both have also enjoyed the hitman games that is very cool mm-hmm. i i think that is such a difficult franchise to make a fun game in 100 percent. like i think that's really challenging because the reason that we like the movies is really you know cool suits nice Suave, cars yeah i know that's cool and then you have these really well choreographed fight scenes and then you have kind of the really cool chase scenes with the you know nice cars as well and so and how can you, yeah how can mm. you translate that to a fun game experience. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to kind of bring the suits and the watches uh-huh. into a game, but I, th- I like the idea of it a lot. I think it could be cool, especially coming from that experience of Hitman. I think also being that origin story and trying yeah. to get your double O status, you might see someone that's a little less willing to like break the rules and is a bit uh-huh. more like ruthless as the killer, not as emotional of a person. And it's just like, getting the job done essentially like yeah and that's a great way to make it a game where exactly. you can actually like just flat out make it a game mm-hmm. so that you actually get better mm-hmm. throughout time you're mm-hmm. not just skill you know, tree yeah i i really like that um that origins idea that's cool let's do it all right so mine is also a game that is uh not released yet. I love it. But it's coming this uh, this year, May. This is a scheduled date, but you know how things are. Maybe Dang, that every, won't happen. Who knows at this uh, point, May of 2024. Yeah, so <laughs> May of 2021 is the release. Um, funny enough, it's also kind of an assassin game. We like the vibe. We always kind of, we sometimes do that. Um, but this one is coming out this year. It's an assassin game. It's a single player okay. with a very interesting multiplayer element. It's an action-adventure game that's developed by Bethesda. Okay. So you kind of have the good name behind Mm -hmm. it. Interestingly enough, for the first year, it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Even For the first year? First year only. Interesting. Also be on PC. Okay. And so it's interesting, kind of behind the scenes, Microsoft bought the parent company of Bethesda, and so kind of now they have a hand in it, but this game is still going to come out this year and going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world of business is amazing. That's really weird. Um, But that's kind of the situation. And let me kind of just read you kind of the story behind it and how it works. So you have the player in the role, you as the player are in the role of Colt, an assassin that is stuck in a time loop waking up on a beach at the island of Black Reef. The other residents of Black Reef, a former army base with strange experiments uh, had once been held, have invested in the island and have gathered for this night to hold a party that seemingly lasts forever. As at the end of each night, the island resets the state of the party in that time loop. Because of this reset, the party goers pay no heed to their actions or deeds since they wake up at the start of the loop with no memories or effects of the previous loop. While Colt 
is part of this loop. He remain he retains memories oh. from each loop, learning the behaviors and patterns of the party goers with each loop. This is where it gets interesting. Interesting. Colt has been tasked to take out eight targets across the island before midnight. As leaving even one alive will cause the time loop to reset and undo his work. Further, should Colt die before taking out the eight targets, he will wake up at the start of the loop. The player uses a combination of stealth, parkour, and attack skills as in Arcane's previous Dishonored and play games to move around the game world avoid or take out guards, and learn the patterns of Colt's targets to figure out the right order to eliminate these using guns, melee attacks, or other environmental means. This is where it gets crazy. I love that concept, though. It sounds like you got to be like, it's figure cool. out the most effective way to do mm-hmm. stuff, which is cool. And mix the stealth mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of the, the repetition. Like it, it takes that video game mechanic, puts it into the story, and then allows you to play it to your advantage. Exactly. And kind of cranks up the difficulty so you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And now it gets crazy with the multiplayer. The game features a multiplayer aspect in which the player can alternatively take the rule of Juliana an agent tasked to protect the time loop and take out Colt. When the player takes this rule, they will enter a random player's game and may interfere with their play. The multiplayer portion is optional, though, and players can prevent others from taking on the rule of Juliana in their game, instead leaving this to a computer-controlled opponent to try to stop Colt. So it's like watchdogs and with the come into the person's yeah. game mechanic. That yeah. is so cool. I loved that in watchdogs, but it didn't really catch on. I hope that this game kind of brings that back in a way. I think they're doing something kind of bold here. It's it cr- seems crazy, but like, it seems really, really cool. I wonder how long the game is. Mm-hmm. You know, they say eight targets. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that really means. Mm-hmm. Like if it means that's like, a 10 hour playthrough. Yeah. Like is and it like eight missions die? and eight. Like, is it high stakes? Uh-huh. Like you have one life and you have to do the whole game or is it longer than that? Mm-hmm. Or it's a, but that's just kind of the, the prelude. I don't know if that's going to be the whole game cause it's not even out yet, but I thought it was pretty bold. Sounded like there's going to be some cool mechanics and that multiplayer kind of got me hyped a little bit. I love it. Is there a title for it? It's called death loop. Death loop. Okay. I think we, I like it. Two games, I think, that we pitched to each other. Both fun. I like that. I'm excited. I really enjoyed recording good games again. We're excited to be back. We're excited for the next episode already. Anything else to say before we part with the listeners here? That's a wrap. We'll be back this time. We'll be back. Make sure you give us a subscribe or a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer on our next episode. Or leave a five-star review with your game recommendation for us to consider covering. Catch you guys next time. Peace. The rules have changed. There's a fine line between right and wrong. And somewhere in the shadows, they send us in to find it. Watch your six actual. Target is in the main house. You have execute authority. Bravo 6, going dark.